I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. gonna have feelings that come up that we're like oh I thought I had mastered this or thought I healed this and I believe that we're always healing and there will be new experiences that come our way and the way that I look at it and the way that I teach is that when something where you're feeling like your worth is low or you're feeling scared or you're feeling imposter syndrome there's something in your body or an energy that wants to be released that wants to be clear now let the magic begin Jaima, Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. And in this special episode, surprise, surprise, another phenomenal soul, another phenomenal guest, Sarah Pendrick. And Sarah is the founder of one of the original women supporting women movements, the Girl Talk Network, originally Girl Talk LA, and the other leg of their 501c3 foundation. And her mission is to empower women of all ages while serving as a resource for young women. And Sarah is a self-love advocate, community influencer, life coach, writer, empowerment speaker, and philanthropist. And she travels all over the United States to speak to women and provide them with support, education, and empowerment. And in my hands, I am holding her new book, Beautifully Brave, which she talks about in this episode, of course. And she not only talks about her book and the messaging, like her unconventional guide to owning your worth, cultivating self-love, and standing in your power, but also launching the book and the headache and also the beauty of the process and letting go of imposter syndrome in the process, which is very human to experience 
as I have experienced it many times as well, and most people I know have. So it's definitely a nugget of wisdom for all to hear. And we also talk about why she chose to share unconventional wisdom and also what her events at Girl Talk are like. And in fact, she shares how she launched Girl Talk and what Girl Talk is all about. And side story about 10 years ago, a bunch of my girlfriends in my crew in Los Angeles at that time. My crew, that sounds so silly, but you know, my close friends. We started a YouTube channel called Girl Talk that we did for like a month or two and we just posted I think two videos or so and I don't think that the videos are still up but I've recently connected with some of the girls around the same time I connected with Sarah so mm, of course surprise surprise another sweet serendipitous synchronistic moment indeed and my girls if you're listening I'm excited to see you in LA soon And also Sarah. Sarah lives in LA as well, and I am looking forward to getting a matcha latte with her. Anyway, I have an inkling of a feeling you'll enjoy and be slightly more motivated than you might right now after listening to Sarah and her many golden nuggets of wisdom, and you can connect with her on social media at Sarah Pendrick. I truly appreciate a genuine, loving, and non-judgmental and supportive soul, and I I can't sing her praises enough. She's just full of grace and love. And yeah, that's kind of her thing, you know, to support other women. I felt it. So I, I just I just wanted to add that. Anyway, I love this episode so much. Also, this episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Their free offer will be shared in the midst of this episode. And I have to say that they've extended their offer. So it is now a one month free trial. So you may want to take advantage of it while it lasts. It was a 14 day offer as of the start of 2021, but it's been extended. So now a one month offer for you. And thank you for supporting the podcast in this way. And if this episode or any other Your Own Magic episode moves you in any way, I would love to hear from you in the rating and reviews of your podcast platform. Anybody who's been leaving a review lately, thank you. Uh, Your words meant the world to me, mean the world to me. And as I'm sure you know, I don't need to preach this. Anyway, without further ado, let's go on with the show. And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Sarah Pendrick. I'm so, so thankful to finally connect with you. And I'm curious, what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Ooh, I love this question. (laughs) Um, I have to say the thing that's lighting me up the most is, of course, getting my book out into the world, but also just being present. I think this last year really like put a mirror in my face that I wasn't being as present as I thought that I was and just the importance of being present in your life and just letting things unfold and letting things manifest how they're supposed to and not just like thinking all about the future always. Absolutely. And I'm somebody who my mind easily can shift sway to a more future focused mindset. And so I think that that is a beautiful thing to be very lighted about right now. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) Well, right now I'm doing back to back interviews and I've been connecting with absolutely amazing souls such as yourself. And so during this time, it's been re-enlightening and reawakening something within me that I felt like I was forgetting or it's not that you ever lose it, but you might just not ever bring too much attention or awareness to it. And it's like fueling my soul in a beautiful way that I I really needed. Mm, I love that. And you've been (laughs) on a lot of adventures. I know. I want to know what you've been doing when we're emailing. <laughs> like, I'm in an. Did you say you were in in an RV or you were doing something with a girlfriend? I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, with a guy friend. We we were just road tripping. Mm, that sounds fun. <laughs> do you travel a lot? I do. I love traveling. Um, I really missed it. And then I've been traveling a lot more in the last couple months. And I have travel ahead of me. I just got back from Austin for like three weeks, where that's <sighs> where this like 
Have you been to Austin? No, this is the one place, Sarah. I need to go to Austin. Mm, okay, go. I want you to go and tell me, <laughs> tell me your thoughts because everyone I know has moved there. So I kept yeah. telling myself, like, I need to give it a chance. All my best friends live there. Like, let's figure this out. And it's so beautiful there. And I do love it and I'll keep going back. But it was a it was where I kind of had this um, that download of like being more present in my life and then just really appreciating like I know everyone has their things about California, but I live in this beautiful beach town by the beach and it has my soul feel so grounded and being okay with that and that a lot of my friends have left. Well, you know what? Maybe their soul wanted them to flock that way for whatever reason. And yeah, I don't blame you. I still love, I know, I know everybody is anti-California, it seems right now, but I still love it so much. I know. I'm like, my soul just loves where I live. I'm going to listen to it. I'm not going to force something else and really just be present in what I'm feeling right now. And you can always go back and forth, like you said, because everybody is moving there, though. I'm so curious. I'm like, okay, what's the hype about? (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Anyway, I would love to hear your personal story and the story of Girl Talk and how you manifested where you are today. Yeah. So let's see. I It's kind of crazy, and I feel like this isn't like necessarily a story that a lot of people could relate to. Maybe they can. But when I was 13, I had this business plan that I wrote out and it ended up being Girl Talk. But at the time when I wrote it out, it was just, which everyone I'm sure most people can relate to, it was just me feeling like unseen. I had been bullied. I knew that there was something bigger for my life and I just put it all into this notebook. And it's funny because I, when I started Girl Talk, I realized I'm like, wow, I had this vision of Girl Talk when I was little, like I thought That's it was just, wild. yeah, just was, <laughs> it was from a place of my own wounds and it's crazy. It was just on my heart. But so basically I think it was 2015. I had, I, so I oh, well rewind a little bit. I went to school to get my master's and I wanted to be a psychologist because I had been through trauma in my life and I just had like a mind for like how things work and how I could help people and how I could heal myself. And just naturally, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be a psychologist. So I went into school for that. And then right at the end, I'm like, oh, this is not what my soul wants to do. What am I supposed to do? So I packed up everything and moved to LA and was just doing everything that I could to be able to live here in California where it's, you know, Uh happiness tax and all the things, but obviously (laughs) (laughs) happiness tax. Yeah, all the things that my soul knew. And I I just was doing anything I could, selling credit card machines, like connecting with people. Then I started doing PR and marketing and realizing that I was doing things for all these other people and not for like my own brand or what I really knew that I wanted to be doing. And so I started this idea in 2015, which I already had the idea, but I didn't realize that and had my first women's event in 2016. And that's really where Girl Talk launched. Amazing. Amazing. And also I must say that this is indeed a beautiful call for your soul because I can tell you're very compassionate, non-judgmental, and want to support all women for whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And I want to honor you for that. Thank you. Yeah. And anyone that's like, what's Girl Talk? Yes. What is Girl Talk? <laughs> yeah. So it evolves. It evolves with me. It evolves with the community. It evolves with my soul. So it started out with women's events and then it just evolves to what's present for me at the time. I have programs. Um, I'm working on a TV show. We have a mastermind. Yeah. And now my book, Beautifully Brave, that's coming out. Uh, I just really empower myself for it to be not just one thing that doesn't have room to grow, but it grows with women because we're multifaceted. And I just pay attention to what I see out there that women need. And I incorporate it into Girl Talk. That's amazing. What are your events like? Mm, I love my events. I can't wait. I can't wait until <laughs> we can do this again. It's time. Yeah. Yes. So last January was my last and biggest event, and it was called Girl Talk Festival. It was in this huge white tent with like pink. Anyone that comes see- and sees me on Instagram or looks at my new book, I like pink, okay? I mean, I just like it. <laughs> I embrace it. Same. Yeah. Like, Same. All right. I just like the color pink. You do. It works for you. You're very pink. Thanks. I, I take that. And yeah. I receive that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their like their color of their essence or like what lights them up. So For sure. You know what? I feel like if you look at my Instagram, you'd think green. But I think if you met me in person, it'd likely be pink. Mm. 
Mm, I love that. Or yellow. Ooh, I like <laughs> yellow too. Also beautiful. <laughs> it's just this big, beautiful tent with empowered women owning their magic, which is perfect for the, well, our conversation. And also just getting like talks and um, somatic work and also – just opening up to get into being beautifully brave enough to own your magic and how to get there and how to feel into your intuition and also take inspired action. And then we have a business day. So it's a mix of personal development, obviously all the dance parties. And then we get into entrepreneurship, but in a way of literally like what you do is having people have their individual magic and how you can create that in your business. Beautiful. And I love that you also provide an unconventional guide for everyone when it comes to, I don't know about business, but I know when it comes to owning your worth and like it says in your book, cultivating self-love and stepping into your power. So I'm curious why unconventional. Mm, So, you know, we have all the things that we hear 10 times. It just lands differently when someone else says it or it's the time in our life. And I was thinking about that um, when I was thinking about, I knew what my book was going to be about, but I didn't, the title didn't come to me until I started writing. And then the subtitle, which is part of what you just said. And I'm like, what I'm writing about and teaching isn't conventional. It is, there's things that are practical. There's things that are science-based. And then there's things like screaming into a pillow that just isn't the conventional way of doing things. So that's why I wanted um, that to be apparent when people pick up the book. It's like, hey, this isn't like the normal everyday, like, you know, things that we've been hearing for generation generation after generation. Like this is the new way. This is the way that anyone that's listening to this podcast and follows you or follows me, like they we are doing things differently. We're doing things unconventional and we're really changing the game in a lot of ways, especially for women worth and empowerment. That's the way I like it. That is the way yeah. I like it. I love ritual and I love tradition, but I also love evolving and progressing from that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that was one of the things during my journey when I learned like, oh, I can be unconventional and that really taps into my soul and taps into my magic. <gasps> that was from my experience what empowered me. Good. Uh, I love that. And I'm curious from your perspective, how does one own their worth and their power? How do they find that empowerment within themselves, especially if they feel completely hopeless or worthless in this season of their life? Yeah. So obviously life's a journey and we're going to have, you know, feelings that come up that we're like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought I had mastered this or I thought I healed this. And I believe that we're always healing and there will be new experiences that come our way. And the way that I look at look at it and the way that I teach is that when something where you're feeling like your worth is low or you're feeling scared or you're feeling imposter syndrome, there's something in your body or an energy that wants to be released, that wants to be clear. So you could talk about it. You could let it out. And sometimes that works and that's amazing. You could do movement. You know, you could visualize. I'm such a big like believer in visualization and I have a whole section of that in the book. But sometimes when you're really low and you're really low in your frequency, you got to find that feeling in your body and either like what I say is you're sitting with it, breathing into that space and letting it clear. And so many times we're just like moving fast with our life or just being like, all right, I just have to, you know, recite this this affirmation or tell myself I'm amazing. And yes, so many times that does work. But when you're that low or you're really questioning your worthiness, I have found that it's in our bodies and it's something old and an energy that just needs to be cleared and be released. We can't force ourselves to, even though there are many ways and many tools that we can easily implement into our lives, it's hard to, especially when we're in that state and we all get into those states from time to time because we're simply human. But I think that's so beautiful that you're saying that all you have to do instead of forcing it and making yourself and your mind run wild and practice all these affirmations, all you have to do is simply be still, sit in silence and listen within and then find that spot energetically within your body and just breathe there for a while. It's that simple. Yeah. And I will tell you during this whole book process, it has, you know, it's a it's a journey. And I've, I've watched um, so many friends and amazing writers release books. And this is my first book. And I'm like, I would watch them, you know, in the roller coaster. And now being in their shoes, I get it. And 
everything, for example, with the book, like my release date was originally in April. Right. You know, I spent a year with this um, magic in my hands and then, you you know, everything was shipping and I just, the date kept changing and that does not happen in the book world. Like your publishing date is your publishing date. And though it was so confusing, I really got to look at parts of me that needed to be healed through it because I like went into this imposter syndrome. I went into like, oh, if I was, if I was a bigger author, if I, all these things kept coming up for me and I kept trying to like force my way through it or use like all the tools that I know. And I realized, and I was so happy I wrote, I wrote about this in the book before, because I'm like, okay, I'm not doing what I know. I'm not doing it in a feminine, powerful, standing in my power, power way and knowing like, hey, it doesn't have to be that hard. And I was breathing through those places and realizing this is happening for me because there's that little girl, those, the, there was those childhood wounds that needed to be needed to be heard. And I literally for 30 minutes did this work, visualized um, everything, everything working out, everyone who needs this book for it to be in their hands. And I was able to shift that energy and no longer have those disempowering beliefs about myself that I, you know, I wasn't good enough or when is this book going to be able to be in the world? And I truly, truly know, and I know it's easier said than done, but just one of those things where it's like, all right, it doesn't have to be this hard. Like this is really simple. This is unconventional. So we forget, but let's tap into our body. You know, challenges are going to arise. It's inevitable. And it's amazing that you can just whip out the tools in those moments, just simply from life experience and now your work and being able to connect with so many women who you've probably learned from as well. So it's nice to hear when someone you think is though, when you don't know them personally, you're like, oh, they've made it and they have their book coming out, but there's still obstacles that are going to come for them. And so what they do is they regardless, they choose themselves and they'll step into their power in that way like you just did. And that's so beautiful through your visualization as well, which I love you said. And I'm so curious of what your version of visualization is. Yeah. It's all about being there, having our own back. This is this is what Beautifully Brave is about. And my visualization process, I actually do this. I won't say every day because I have skipped a day before, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But it's just when you have to remind yourself. Of, hey. I like hearing that, by the way, yeah. because I think people feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this every day and it gives them anxiety. And it's like, no, chill. It's OK if you don't do it every single day. Yeah. And I went down that road. I went down the road of like, OK, this person said their morning routine. They do it every single day <laughs> for 45 minutes. Like, I'm going to do this. Yep. And our souls Same. are all different. <laughs> yeah. And need different things. And that's the beauty of like taking things and really listening to yourself and knowing what works for you. Yes. And also, we're also always evolving in many different seasons. I love the term seasons of your life because I have been very rigid with my morning routine or just, you know, I make sure to do X, Y, Z every single day. And then there are times when I'm just not like that. I'm just flowing. So it really depends. Yeah, you need something different. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad that you are sharing this. So it gives people permission to not be so hard on themselves. Yeah. And I think that that's where you're like, you allow yourself to be you and not have to be the same person every day and room for growth. And that's where you really stand in your powers, like being your own best friend, like, hey, not today. Like, or, you know, you just simply forgot or you didn't feel like it. And then you're like, wait, 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 I'm I'm worth this two minutes a day. Like, let's get back to the things yes. that fill us up. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. But what I'm doing right now is I do it mostly when I wake up and then before I go to bed, I got my husband involved in it. So it's like easy. It's fun. What I'll do, it's let's just say for an example, if I wake up in the morning, I'll visualize how I want my day to be. Like I will see myself moving throughout my day, doing the things that I have for that day, feeling that intention. If I really want to have fun that day or let's just say I have an interview and I'm nervous, but I, I want it to be connecting and powerful. I'll feel the feelings of that and it's literally just two minutes and then I'll hold an intention for the day or for the week. And then at night, I usually do like my bigger visions, like my goals, whether it's something really big that I'm working on. And I like to call them visions rather than goals. And I just imagine myself like I just did this. I'm having um, a book party in LA soon. And I just visualized all the women walking through the door and how they would feel and who they get to connect with and the book like lighting up the world and being in the people in people's hands. And that's what I visualize. And then I also do something. 
this isn't every day, but I do the reprogramming of things that have happened in my life or I imagine them happening happening differently. And either I show up for myself as that hero in that story or someone showed up and had my back. And this has been a powerful tool for me for healing, for um, future visioning, and for also just manifestation. Oh, beautiful. I love that. And it's just two minutes. You walk yourself through it and you feel the feelings and you see the experiences in your mind's eye, right? Yep. And anyone can do it. It doesn't matter how busy you are. You have yeah. <laughs> just two minutes. The MDR, minimum daily requirement, just two mm-hmm. minutes of doing that. I love that so much. Yummies, it is time to take advantage of a free one-month offer from our sponsor, Skillshare. <laughs> this minute by going to Skillshare.com slash your own magic. And Skillshare, for those of you who may not know, is an online learning community offering our listeners a free one-month trial of their premium membership because you are a human and you are born to create. I like that they wrote this down. And anyway, there are many fascinating classes on Skillshare on topics including illustration, design, photography, animation, productivity, and so much more. The class that I took on Skillshare recently was by Jerome Vogel. It's his digital illustration class, Learn to Use Procreate. Also, one of my favorite YouTubers, Nathaniel Drew, has a few classes on Skillshare. And the one that really catches my eye is Creativity Unleash. Discover, hone, and share your voice online. So, something to keep in mind, something to keep in mind. And I think it's important to add that Skillshare is not only about creating art, but also building a business and thriving in lifestyle or productivity. So, there are a variety of classes, again, that you have at your fingertips. So whether you are a dabbler or an absolute master, you're simply a creative. And that's why Skillshare has classes for every skill level with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for real life that you can tap into and allow your creative soul to thrive. So Skillshare helps you move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You'll create real projects and get the support of fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. One word, your own magic, where our listeners get a one month free trial of their premium membership. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. Take advantage of this offer while it lasts. And now on with the show. So you're talking about cultivating greater self-love. I think that the way you show up for yourself, especially during challenging moments or the way you show up for yourself when you are excited about something by what you're just talking about, the visualization, I think that's a beautiful way to cultivate self-love because you are simply showing up for yourself. But I'm curious, what are some other ways you cultivate greater self-love? So for me, you know, self-love's a, a hashtag. People are like, in the bath, like self-love, like all these things <laughs> that... That's great, but if all those people were practicing <laughs> self-love, life would look a lot diff- – the world would look a lot different. And that's also mm-hmm. – you know, that's not the real internal in self-love. It's part – it could be part of it because it could start igniting things in you, like taking care of yourself. You love, a, you love bath, bring joy to your life, all that stuff. But for me, cultivating – and what I've experienced through my studies and just everything that I was writing writing about and sharing and my own experiences, I'm like, cultivating self-love inside you is having your own back. So if that means saying no to things, if that means boundaries, if that means speaking an advocate for yourself, there's a little girl, there's a voice inside of you that needs you, whether she's hurting from the past or she's hurting inside right at that moment, or maybe she's not hurting. She just wants to have more fun, that you're her advocate. And every time you advocate for yourself, you actually have this feeling 
You can hear my dog barking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> we have a guest coming right now. I'm like, I knew he was going to make a little. It's all good. Pain. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. It really does. All good. But yeah, so you actually feel those feelings just like you would with like a partner or your dog. I look at my dog and I'm like, I love him. He's so cute. You actually feel those feelings for yourself every time you advocate for yourself. So good. Now, what if your ego wants to block you from choosing you in some moments or you know what would be wise for yourself to do, but have you ever just had a block where you couldn't get yourself to do it? Yeah. So probably half of my life, I mean, I feel like I was living in survival. (laughs) I was like, I was just in straight up survival mode. And I've asked myself before, and I wonder like if you have her, you know, I've asked myself before, like, why, how did I, you know, what in me had me want to explore spirituality or explore um, the divine or explore like personal development? Like, I don't, I don't know why I was so, you know, blessed to decide to do that. And yeah, do you feel the same? Oh, 100%. And I don't know where I would be right now in my life if I didn't decide to just open certain books that were talking about this and then just, you know, go down the rabbit hole, the beautiful rabbit hole of this personal development and spiritual world. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel so grateful. I'm like, because I don't know the, I don't know the moment. Maybe it was um, why I got into psychology because I'm like, oh, you know, I I had come from like some abuse and I'd been sexually assaulted and bullying and I just I was this bright like beautiful child like so many of us are and my light kept getting you know stomped and stomped and I'm like where did I I don't know what the first moment was but I'm so grateful and I'm also grateful for podcasts like this and for my book and for you know the positive parts of the internet that people have that more available to them now so for me I'm like I don't know why I chose this I I don't know. Like, I am so grateful for that. And so it's my responsibility to share whatever I can with other people. But as far as my ego, I mean, that was in my way for years. And it just took work and practice and more so awareness of like when the ego shows up. And then when you can't use those practical tools or I talk about the science behind happiness and ego in the book too. Like if all of it doesn't work, that's where I go back to the visualization or the time with myself breathing into those parts because then in that moment you're recognizing the area that these you know things that aren't the truth are stuck energy is built in your body and you're able to separate and you're like okay I can feel this and I also feel my ego whether it's trying to protect me or it's past trauma but you're actually like sitting there like observing and able to kind of tell the difference and then you're like all right this part of my ego keeps showing up what's that about Like there's something here for me. Yes, there's the secret sauce right there. It's becoming the observer of those thoughts and being able to decipher them. And I think that's great that you share this so people know all you need to do is take some time to reflect and witness what is. Yeah. And you know, we all one thing we all have so many things in common and so many things different, but we all have egos. Uh (laughs) We all have our perspective of things. Mm And I was thinking about this the other day because I uh, was talking to a friend and we were sharing each other's perspectives on a situation. Like I didn't – I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I She's in Austin and I didn't want her to feel pressure to come to my book party that I'm having. But I also like wanted her to know she was invited. But because I kind of – from my perspective, I didn't want her to feel pressure. I didn't like put a lot of emphasis on it. And then her little girl and her perspective was like, oh, Sarah doesn't really care if I'm oh. there. <laughs> And I wish you would have hyped, like said it more. And it's just so interesting how our egos, ego, mm-hmm. egos all work. And it's just beautiful when we have opportunities like this and open to do the work and talk and understand where people are coming from. And it all comes down to just really wanting to understand ourselves and other people. And we learn so much from that. 100%. And I, communication is indeed the key to understanding where other people's perspectives are because my ego as well my little girl my inner child does tend to easily get I'm a a hypersensitive person and so she'll say something but I've learned from many different conversations now like okay that's just my mind from my past traumatic experiences but it's not really truth of whatever however they're quote-unquote treating this experience if that makes sense 
Yeah, totally. And it's hard. I'm highly sensitive too. And I remember, you know, like I said, always in survival, but also like feeling so deeply and everyone would be like, you're so weird. You're being so sensitive. (laughs) That was so much to navigate when I was younger. Yes. Yeah. So I love that you said that, but now I'm so excited when I meet other people that are sensitive like that. And it's so beautiful. And it's also really powerful. Oh my gosh. And you know, one thing when we were emailing back and forth when I was on the road trip and we were rescheduling, I have to say thank you for the kindness and your warmth through the email, because I was able to, with the exclamation points and the love, I was able to feel how accepting you were of it. Cause I was feeling so bad as if I was letting you down, but you were so warm and accepting and you, you were treating me like the way I like to treat others as well. It's such a relief to see because it's not always like that. No. Yeah. No, I felt the same. And I loved when you were like, you were, what did you say? I was like, she's so cute. You're like, you're my kind of girl. Like you said something like we were just on the same frequency and we're like, no, you do your road trip. Let's do another day. Like, let's enjoy life. This isn't like, we can live I love that. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Okay. Well, you just wrote a book and I have to ask, what was your book writing process like? What were the headaches and what were the beautiful moments? And just tell us all about it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, someone asked me on Instagram when I did like a a question they were like, on a scale of one to 10, like how hard is writing a book? And I'm like, it's a one and also a 20. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. There's times where you're like, oh my gosh, this is flowing through me. I'm crushing it. Like, oh wow. I can't like, I'm so like in flow. And then there's times where I was like, what am I doing? Like, did that make sense? Like, who yeah. am I to do this? Like, what's happening? So you have, you have that moment and then you have the moment of just – And I write about this in the book too, just like that. I guess you could say like imposter syndrome where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the first permanent piece of content that I've ever done. You cannot go and erase it. Like it is out. Like this is happening. (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, just that, that feeling in your body that we were talking about earlier where like that doubt comes in. And then that's when I would take a moment to be like, okay, where is this coming from? This is true. In this moment, I am feeling really nervous. And there's also some old stuff there that has nothing to do with the book. Ah, yes. So in those moments, I would like breathe into that space. But writing a book and the whole book process is the biggest roller coaster. Like I always hear people say that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I've launched company. Like that's like, okay. (laughs) But it really is. It's just a different, amazing thing. And it really brings out like all your edges, your gifts, mm-hmm. your, you know, it, it challenges you. And it's really amazing. It was also a really healing process. And then, yeah, that was a long answer, but it's a, it's a process. No, that's what I want to hear. It sounds yeah. like you confronted a lot, but you were able to pivot from the imposter voice or whatever else came through. Yeah, because I was so excited. Like I always knew that I was going to write a book and I wanted to take everything that I had learned and really write something where – and the way the book's designed, it's like the size of a coffee table book and it's so beautiful because – Yeah, if you think about it, like we get all these books and then we like – we read them then like we throw them on the floor. They end up in the back like (laughs) – And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? This gets to be a part of your life and your home where it looks so beautiful. And then when you're feeling that self-doubt and you need that reminder, you go to the book or you're like, the practical isn't working or the pep talk isn't working because I have it all in there. It's like, right, no, I need the science of what, like, how is this literally, like, how does this manifestation Mm. actually work? So it has everything covered and it just gets to really be a part of your home rather than something that you read and you love it and then you like can't find the book or whatever that is. <laughs> I lo- that's so smart to make it an aesthetic for the home as well. Brilliant, Sarah. That is brilliant. And okay, so you have in the book, I could be wrong, but I gathered from what you were just sharing that you have the science behind manifestation. Yeah. So awesome. I have all the things that we love to like talk about and sort through and a lot of the things that, you know, women experience in their life and it's practical things that you could do in the moment and then also the science behind things it's just a like a beautiful book for just your well-being from the inside out that's so great and I love when people integrate science with more personal development and soulful content 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You've also, <laughs> yep. I have to ask yeah. your process for launching companies. Mm. So it depends what the company is. Let's just like start quickly with Girl Talk. So with that, I had zero followers. Mm-hmm. I took all like the things I had learned in the past with anything that I had done and just like who I was and what my individual magic was and really tapped into that. And I was like, okay, I don't have followers, which obviously I love this story because yes, Instagram and social media is a thing in our culture right now. Of course, I'm not, that's Mm -hmm. not, you can't, you know, pretend that that's not a thing. But when I started Girl Talk, (laughs) I didn't have that. I had my personal Instagram. And what I did have, though, was my own connections that I had made. We all have a platform, whether it's in our community, in our family, in our businesses, whatever that is. So I just put a list together of like everyone that I knew and also really went door to door. And the thing that's beautiful about that when you're starting a company, the person that you might want to, you know, reach out to or ask if they want to be involved is only a DM away. And so I was just going for it, showing people, talking to them about what my passion was and what my vision was and getting people on board and also being really clear of the value that I could provide as I was getting started. And like I said, I launched Girl Talk with an event. So I just went around in my community and reached out to so many people and also shared with them from my heart of why I was starting this business and what it was going to do and why it would bring value to them and got a bunch of people on board. I even shortly after had investors approach me, but that didn't work out. I'm so grateful for it now. But I think that when we're first starting a business, that's when like the imposter syndrome and the self-doubt and all of those things come in. And we cannot let that just overwhelm us and get down to who we are, why we're starting this, What's our vision for it? Like it doesn't have to be the exact steps that someone else has done. Like this is your vision. This is your business. You decide how it's going to unfold. You get to have that creative magic and then make your list of people that could support you, people that you could reach out to and really stand firm in what your vision for your company is and start making those connections and taking those steps three steps at a time, make, taking that action. And also do not forget about visualizing because that is such a huge part of manifestation and feeling. If you know there's a reason that you're doing what you're doing, like it's going to work out. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for saying this. And it sounds as well as you're talking about this, that connection for you is a huge key piece to your success is being able to connect with many people. Yeah. I, I think that I didn't realize that I had that at the time. And now I do. Like, I'm like, wow, my first launch where I didn't have anything together, like, was one of my easiest. <laughs> and now, because yeah. then you get into your head and you're like, how did I do that yeah. so easily? <laughs> For real. <laughs> but I'm, I love jamming about business. Like if anyone has like a specific question or they're like, oh, what if you wanted to launch something like this? I always have like, I don't know what it is. I still haven't been able to put a name on um, this gift. I'm like, all right, I got a plan for you. These are your first three steps. Like I'm always able to tap into that. Really? So That's amazing. Yeah. You've got that business guru sense. Yes. Do you have any other messages that you'd like to share before we get into rapid fire? Yeah. I Everything can get so overcomplicated and like our human brains can just step in. And that's where if you just really go into your heart and think about what you want to experience on this planet, if you go from that spot and having your own back, like things will slowly start to alter and be enjoyed and flow for you. And I can't wait for everyone and anyone to get a hold of Beautifully Brave because I really walk you through this and I'm excited about it. And I just want to see more women and people around the world tapping into that joy and tapping into their own individual soul's voice and magic that they're meant for and what they're here for. Amen. So beautifully said. (laughs) All right. Rapid fire. Are you, Sarah? Coffee or tea person? Tea. Tea. What kind of tea? Matcha. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Matcha latte. That's a tea. Matcha latte, indeed. (laughs) I am drinking a turmeric cacao latte, Mm. something I highly recommend. Ooh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) How about a vanilla or chocolate person? Chocolate. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Yeah? Is that where you mm-hmm. get more of your creative spark and you work on your book and everything? Mm-hmm. There were times where I was like writing till 3 a.m. rather than wow. waking up early and doing it. 
Isn't that wild how that happens for many people? Some people, it's like they want to get up and they start writing. Some people, they stay up all night and they just feel that creative flow. Yeah. What are you, night owl or morning? Early bird, indeed. But you know what? (laughs) I really want to try, and I've tried for a couple weeks before, to be a night owl because I hear about this magic that happens in the wee hours of the morning, which I'll wake up in the wee hours of the morning, but I want to stay up in the wee hours of the morning, you know? Mm, Yeah. I mean, girl, I've tried so, so many times to be a morning person and I'm finally like, okay, remember that thing that we said about just letting your soul be yourself? I'm not a morning person and that's okay. If I'm being honest, though, it seems like most authors I talk to, there are a lot of people that come on here that say they're early birds, but I feel like most are night owls. Yeah, I wonder. It's just the time to create when everyone's asleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you could do that early in the morning too. Like you're- you're up at five. I don't know what time you get up, but you could just get ahead of everything before like everything comes at you for the day. That's what I like to do. That's what I like to do. Do you have a morning routine when you do Rise and Shine? Yes, I have a morning routine. I do the two minutes that we talked about before. I will listen to music and then journal maybe for like about five minutes. I'll just – this is what I start with, honestly, <laughs> just to get it out of my mind. I'll say like my top like to-dos for the day because I feel like – when you have things hanging over you, then you're really missing opportunity to like enjoy your day or have that creative flow. So I'm just like the top three things that would just – if I just check this off the list or if it's hanging over me like a really big – I just sent a really big email to a producer and like I'd been putting that off for a week. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like you got to stop putting that off. Let's do this. And so I do the two minutes. I sometimes will just re- rehearse thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you over and over, I'll say it out loud. My husband joins me in this so I can get those feelings of gratitude and then you can really manifest from that place or just, it feels awesome. Five minutes of journaling and my matcha latte. (laughs) And then this is not always in the morning, but I try to at least one time during the day, like go put my feet in the sand or in the grass and really feel that grounding of the earth. This is why you're in California. You've got that beach Mm -hmm. right there to do that. I know. I know. Um, And when you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? Mm, I love this question. You know that there was a time that I literally sat and was like, I don't know what any of my hobbies are besides working. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, And that was a wake up call where I was like, okay, like, come on. I mean, this is not, I love doing big things and I love my work, but I think just sometimes when we're really passionate about what we do, it could kind of intertwine with yes personal and hobbies (laughs) yep (laughs) I just love to have white space like I love to put music on I love going on dates with Josh my soulmate I love going on walks I really love girl time like I love spending time with friends and doing sisterhood and I've recently picked up a hobby probably like a year or two before I wrote the book which also inspired the book is to have dates with myself (gasps) oh that's beautiful I love that yeah what are your dates like with yourself well I would take myself out to eat I would have like a bath and binge watch like inspiring documentaries it's literally whatever I feel like doing and I have no judgment on myself like something weird comes up I'm like oh I'm doing it Oh, I'm doing it. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing it. How about your favorite era of music? Ooh, 90s rap. Ah, yes. Love that answer. (laughs) 90s everything for me, to be honest. Yeah, really 90s. (laughs) I'm pretty all over the place. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Uh, and, And are you reading any books at all? Right now, I am listening to this manifestation book. I actually don't even nice. know the name of it. I should, <laughs> but it's amazing. It's just such a reminder. I'll play it like in the background, play it before I go oh, to bed. Good. And I'm rereading conversa- Conversations with God. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Neil Donald Walsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And then um, how about TV shows or movies? Ooh. I just watched The Morning Show. Mm. I just – I want to see that so bad. Oh I've been, my gosh. People have been saying to watch that for like, I don't know, a year. And I'm like, all right, it doesn't really yeah. look like something I'd be interested in. It's <gasps> so good. I believe it. It's Jennifer Aniston and Ruth Witherspoon. Of course, yeah. it's great. I don't think I realized that. I'm like, well, what was I thinking? Of course, it's <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I indeed plan on watching that. Um, would you rather have a conversation with your future self or your past self? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that is so hard. <laughs> oh 
man. Oh. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna say. Oh, I know it's a tough one. I'm gonna say past because my new being in the present would totally jump to future and be like, "What are we doing? What are we getting into?" Fair, <laughs> fair. What do you think you would say to your past self? I would take the opportunity to just really nurture her, mm-hmm. and I think that's a little trick because then the more I nurture her, it'll only support my present and future yes. self. So, amen. <laughs> exactly. There you go. And this is the last question that I ask all the Your Own Magic guests. How would you advise your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Mm. Oh, I have so many things. <laughs> but you can share them all. We're here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then we would be here for like an hour. I could talk about this all. <laughs> Do you have another hour? No. Um, really give yourself grace and know that our – because so many times we're not speaking up or owning our magic. It's because we have judgments on it or maybe other people have put judgments on it or from past experiences and fear. And the thing is our our throat, our voice, our connect to your heart so that you can speak through your voice because we each individually have a soul's vibration and a soul's voice that's meant to be here. We're actually meant to speak and own our magic so that the world can harmonize. And the more that you tap into that, the more that you'll have the courage and the bravery to step into that magic because it can be really scary, especially when we're fully in our power. It's like, whoa. And also just to know that the more that you start thinking of yourself as a relationship, just like you do with your friends or your partners or anyone important in your life, the more that you're going to be able to step into that magic because that person inside is feeling you have their back. Ooh, 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 mic drop, Sarah. That is so beautifully said. I love that. Where can everyone connect with you? Oh my gosh. So you can come say hi to me at Sarah Pendrick on Instagram. You can come over and see Beautifully Brave at beautifullybravebook.com. And also girltalknetwork.org. But come say hi to me on Instagram and come get the book because that's where we get to support you in owning your magic. It's amazing. It's amazing what how this has evolved and hearing this story and hearing your story. And I'm so, so amazed at everything you do and how you show up for the world and for supporting a variety of women. And I wanted to honor you for that. And I'm so thankful you came on this podcast, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so happy that I, well, we haven't met in person yet, but got to connect with you. I love your soul. Your voice is so soothing and calming and I'm just excited to connect with you more and so grateful to be on today. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.